Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. All right, you may quickly be seated. We're going to rise to pray again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, how was your day today? So I'm going to give you a short charge and then we move on. Mr. Akins, is that you? It's good to see you. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, meaning serviceable. He's telling you the purpose of scripture for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I've told you the Greek word translated reproof. Is electual and electual actually means proof, meaning evidence. Hallelujah. And says instruction in righteousness, meaning it is from the scripture and from the word of God that I learn how to behave. I learn right and wrong, not from prevailing culture, but from the word of God. Hallelujah. You see. The reason we have denominations, I say this with due respect, is not because that's the will of God or because there are many truths. It's because we all are learning. And the more we learn, the more unified our understanding ought to be. And that's why the Bible says that he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It says, till we all come in unity of faith. A lot of people think unity of faith is us agreeing to disagree. It's not compromise of faith. It's unity. Meaning, we all have the humility to see the word of God for what it is and what it says. Praise the name of Jesus. So, there is maybe a denomination... That is known for fervent prayer. And maybe someone else says, that's not my style. You know, that's not how to be a Christian. It's not a fashion show. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not about temperament. We learn righteousness. We get instruction in righteousness from the word of God. It is from the word of God that we learn how to pray our attitude in prayer. Praise the name of Jesus. So, what does the word of God say about prayer? What does it say? You know, many times, um, we see comedians, you know, mock even how some Christians pray. And mind you, not all Christians pray the right way. Praise the name of Jesus. But have that attitude where you pick what you need to pick, what blesses you. I know there's a denomination, for instance, that is known for prayer. But that favor will save your life. Hallelujah. You may not like the content of their prayer, but the favor is something we should learn from. And I think that's how unity of the faith is birthed. You, with all your knowledge of the word of God, you say, okay, you are praying the wrong way. You say, fall down and die. Where is that in the Bible? But after they learn that from you, you also learn from them. The culture and the discipline... Of perseverance in prayer. Because whether you like it or not, with all your theology, one day you will need it desperately. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand what I just said? So, very quickly, I want to share with you from the Word of God what we should learn about our attitude in prayer. Look at Colossians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in Colossians chapter 4 verse 2? Read together, one, two, go. Read it again, one, two, go. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Notch the person by your side gently. Say, continue in prayer, continue in prayer. Hallelujah. So now, what does it mean, continue in prayer? He's teaching you the attitude of perseverance in prayer. It's called perseverance in prayer. It says, continue. Hallelujah. And maybe when you came to the Lord newly, you were taught to pray plus Jesus minus Satan. And it was serviceable at that time. Well, it's time to grow. The Bible says for you to continue. So learn to persevere. So the longest prayer you've ever done is three minutes. The longest prayer you've ever done is seven minutes. You see, as students of the word of God, we are required first of all to be honest. Don't try to fake it. We all know how well we pray and how often we pray and how long we pray. Whatever level you are, the instruction of the word of God to you is continue in prayer. So in this season, learn to persevere. Add perseverance to your attitude in prayer. Jesus taught the same thing. In Luke chapter 18 verse 1, Luke chapter 18 verse 1, the Bible says he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. What does it mean to not faint? It means not to run out of gas. Not to lose heart. Not to give up. It's also a teaching on perseverance in prayer. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Many of us have practiced perseverance in everything apart from Christian devotion. We know how to study for exams for long. We know how to argue for long. We know how to keep malice for long. The Bible says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. What does it mean to persevere? To persevere means to maintain purpose in spite of difficulty or discouragement. To maintain purpose in spite of difficulty or discouragement. Hallelujah. What did I say perseverance means? That's what it means. You see, we all have reasons not to pray. Many times the reasons are good. <laughs> but like I jokingly say many times, the devil is not going to come try to, to attack you and then say, ah, you're sleeping. You had a long day. He's tired. He was not ready. Let's come back when he's ready. Is that how the devil does? He does not play fair. You might have genuine reasons why you haven't been praying. But that's not going to save you in the day of trouble. Hallelujah. So perseverance in prayer, it works like this. Many times I will not feel like praying. But I know that I need to pray. So even when it is difficult... Even when I have excuses, many of them good excuses not to pray, I must pray notwithstanding. That's the culture of perseverance. Hallelujah. If you have not learned to persevere in prayer, you don't have a prayer life. If you only pray when you feel like praying, you don't have a prayer life. 
Nobody will ever have a consistently fervent prayer life without perseverance. There will be days you just want to sleep. Hallelujah. But to persevere and pray notwithstanding. There will be days where you're, you're, you're just not in the mood. Have you woken up one morning and you're not in the mood for anything? Not just prayer. Anything. Has it happened to you that you don't, you don't even want to talk to people? You just want to be by yourself. The devil is not going to understand that. Hallelujah. Perseverance means to maintain purpose in spite of difficulty or discouragement. Hallelujah. Tell the person by your side gently. Say persevere, persevere, persevere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I did a teaching on on YouTube about, I think the title was Jesus Loves Workaholics. And I, I showed from the Bible how that Jesus himself was so busy that many times they did not have the opportunity to eat. I mean, he goes to an, a, a city and the entire city is out to see him, to receive a healing. And they go from sun up to sundown consistently. Hallelujah. And so, you have to bear that in mind when you consider the narrative in Matthew chapter 26. When Jesus, you know, is at Gethsemane and he goes a little farther from the disciples to pray. And they are feeling sleepy. You, you have to understand, these guys were not lazy guys. Even professionally, many of them were fishermen. They were not lazy men. They had jobs before Jesus came. In fact, many of them found Jesus whilst they were doing their job. They were not lazy men. They were tired because they had a busy schedule. And guess what they were busy doing? Serving Jesus. So they had good reasons to sleep. Hallelujah. However, something was coming that they needed to prepare for. Listen, there are some things, you see, has it ever happened to you? God forbid, you were so tired, you wanted to sleep, and then something happened, something terrible, that you couldn't sleep. In fact, it happened, and then the sleep just disappeared. That sleep that you thought, if you don't sleep, you will die. Now you can't even think of it. It, it becomes the last thing on your mind. Maybe you hear that a relative is in trouble, was arrested, or something like that. Your eyes are wide open. Praise the Lord. Well, those days and those incidences can be prevented many times. Hallelujah. So Jesus, he's not one to be known for lack of empathy. He loves these disciples, but he knows they need to pray. They need, especially Peter. <laughs> especially Peter. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows. So they are feeling sleepy. He goes, you know, many theologians believe he prayed three hours. So he came three times, one hour intervals. I might not agree because, well, he didn't have a wristwatch. So, how did he know exactly? But he prayed for long. Came back, saw them sleeping. Tapped. He empathized with them. He said, the spirit indeed is willing. But the flesh is weak. He understood what was happening. He said, I know that you really want to pray. But your flesh is tired. I know. And that's what perseverance is about. Getting your spirits to drag your flesh to conform. That's the lesson there. He understands. Your flesh is tired. Your spirit wants to pray. If it was left to our spirits, many of us would pray 10 hours daily. But guess what? Your spirit is still in a body. So to have a prayer life, you must get your spirits... To command the affections of your body. That's how to build a prayer life. 
He said, yeah, I know your spirit is willing, your flesh is weak, notwithstanding, pray that you do not fall into temptation. He wasn't giving them a prayer point. He was giving them cause and effect. He, he wasn't saying pray and let your prayer point be this. God, don't let me fall into temptation. No, no. That's not what he was saying. He was saying pray so that you don't fall into temptation. So what was he saying? If you don't pray, guess what man of God? You will fall into temptation. And that's no prophecy of doom. Hallelujah. A minister without a prayer life cannot be trusted. It doesn't matter how well he is doing. He won't last. Hallelujah. A Christian without a prayer life is setting himself up for a life of danger. A life of troubles. Jesus warned. He said, pray. So that you will not fall. He was not telling them what he was not doing himself. He's the son of God. Eh? But as long as he was in the flesh, he also needed to pray. If he did not pray, (laughs) he would have fallen. Hallelujah. Please, are you paying attention to this? The funny thing is this. We won't always get the opportunity to pray. There will be times when it's too late. When temptation has held sway, has conceived, it's too late then. Once sin is conceived, it will, it will deliver. Sometimes it's too late. For instance, when Jesus came the third time, woke Peter up, you know, you know I, I, as it happened to you, maybe you grew up in a religious home like mine, and your dad was making you pray when you didn't feel like praying. And so you are sleeping and he comes and he taps you. And as soon as he taps you, you just go. Has it happened to you before? Maybe you didn't. You didn't grow up in a home like mine. One day, my father woke us up at 5 a.m. Said, go and bathe. Brush up. Because we are going to pray till 6 p.m. We thought it was a joke. I remember that day, as, as my sister and I my, we were talking. Like, he's joking, John. He's joking. Oh, more. <laughs> when it was 1 p.m., he said, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We were about to round up. He said, pick up your hymn books. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it got to a time some of us began to revolt. <laughs> there was a day. He called... Because this is the thing, he, and this is not the time to really talk about it. He wasn't really working with our schedule. He wasn't telling us ahead of time. Sometimes he will have siesta. Wake up in the midnight strong. Now wake us up. You know, so that day, my mother brought her pillow to the prayer ground. <laughs> Lay down at the center. Yes. Pray on. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And then, you know, he had only three songs he used to repeat all the time. Three. No matter how long the prayer is. So just think about that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the point is this Jesus came, picked that Peter. Peter wanted to start praying. He said, oh, relax. Now is the time and the hour of darkness. Praise the name of Jesus. And so when temptation came, Peter was not ready. And they asked him, ah, it's like you're one of them. He said, me? <laughs> he swore. He said, Jesus? Never heard the name before. He said, please, 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 please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not too long before, he had swore, he swore to Jesus, I will die for you. <laughs> I will die for you. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? You see, that's what prayer does. There are many things you really want to do, especially for the Lord. But if you don't pray, you won't do them. A man who doesn't have a prayer life will live a life of contradictions. 
He will keep saying in the world, this is who I'm meant to be. This is what the word of God says I am. He will not be able to do it. A man who doesn't have a prayer life will live a life of contradictions. Listen, this month, we are praying, we are fasting. Take the opportunity. Nobody is there to monitor you. You can get away with it. You can come here very full in the stomach and we will not know. We will just know that your own prayer was more. <laughs> you, know, you know. You can stuff yourself up. But don't cheat yourself. Jesus is beckoning to you. He says pray that you don't fall into temptation. You don't know what is ahead of you. You don't know. Can I tell you what I've noticed? When the Spirit of the Lord gives us an emphasis in a season, it is usually because majority, if not all of us, need it. At that time, it is usually very timely. Let me ask you this. Has it ever happened that I taught something in church and then during the week, someone asked you a question based on what you learned? Has it happened? That's how the Spirit of God orchestrates our syllabus. You will need this time of prayer. Don't cheat yourself. Hallelujah. So in this period, I, 12 noon, we're praying. You know that, right? On our audio streaming platform. 6 a.m. we're praying. 8 p.m. we're praying. Take the opportunity. I remember the last time we were, we were praying. Someone who is not even a member of church, her husband was bedridden, was so sick, he had not got, got, um, got up in days. And she just played, he was probably too, even, too weak to pray, just connected it and put it by his side. He joined 30 minutes, 30 minutes prayer. And by the time we were done, he was perfectly healed. Got up and started walking around, she sent me a DM. You know, to share that testimony. Let it not be said that people who are not even a part of this local assembly are benefiting from this more than you. Usually in prayer seasons like this, the number of people who tune in, I, I led prayer, was it 1st of July? We were 200 or something online, Abi. You know, and many people from other ministries and all of that, they join in. And they share remarkable testimonies. It's your time. Say loud amen. amen. The Lord said to me, he said, long-standing challenges will be healed in this period. We'll receive answers. Those ones that have been so long, if I when they say, do you have a prayer point? It doesn't even come up again. You are used to it. You are used to it. Hallelujah. Long-standing challenges will be healed. We'll receive answers. Come on, say loud, amen. amen. Say, that's my life. So, I'm going to lead you in just about three prayers. I want you to pray like you believe in prayer. Pray like you believe that what you're saying can count for something. Hallelujah. And then, if you have the time Make out time on your own to pray. Pray. It's okay to pray for things. But can I tell you something? Just spend time fellowshipping with God. If you fellowship with God, you will, you, hey, you will live above challenges. I, I mean, like oh, that's not to say you will not face challenges, but you will always be victorious. Always. Make this time count. So I just gave you this charge to refresh you. You know, I'm going to be teaching quite a lot on prayer. What I just taught you, I think I, I taught you last year also. But this is, you, you will hear it again next year. There are some things you need to hear again. But I'm also going to, going to be teaching some things that I have not taught you before on prayer. So I want you to get ready. I'm going to make it as simple as possible. This Sunday we'll talk on why pray. Um, next so, upper Sunday, 
how not to pray, how to pray. We're going to answer questions like that. I want you to come ready. And you're going to see miracles. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? Medically verifiable miracles. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, rise to your feet now. Hallelujah. Do you believe in the power of prayer? The Bible says, by faith we believe. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And the things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. In the school of faith we understand that the world and everything that we see is voice activated. Jesus spoke to trees. Jesus spoke to storms. Elijah affected his climate, the climate of his time with prayer. He prayed that it should not rain three years and a half. He says he was, the Bible says he was a man subject to like passions as we are. The same way you get tired, you could get tired. The Bible says, but he prayed. Another lesson on perseverance. Anyone who has a prayer life is tempted to be tired like you. But the necessity, the urgency, pushes them more than the tiredness that they feel. Hallelujah. We're going to pray, first of all, about what I call supernatural discernment. Supernatural discernment. As, as I drove in here today, the Lord told me, he said, most of the people in this church are the defining moment in their life. They don't understand. What you do in your 20s, you may never recover from. This is the time to function with discernment. And prayer sets you on course that way. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, from verse 1 to 3, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, when you minister to the Lord in prayer and you fast like we're doing, expect clear and precise instructions. In that instruction, there were names. Separate Paul and Barnabas for the work weren't to have called them. Hallelujah. Say, that's my life. That's my life. That's my life. Say, I function with supernatural discernment. I know what to do. I know where to go. I know when to do it. I know who to trust. I will not be deceived. Hallelujah. Some of you, you're going to function. I'm saying this because the Lord told me. When it comes to choosing your life partner, supernatural discernment. Hallelujah. You will not marry a married man. You will not be deceived. No matter who he pretends or who she pretends to be, you will see that person's real character. Because there are times people have changed, you don't know. There are times people have not changed and you don't know. You know, when, when the Lord told Ananias to go and pray for Saul, he said, I've heard many things about him. He's a wicked man. And the Lord said, no, not so. He's a choice vessel. And I will show him many things that he will suffer for my namesake. Saul had changed. Nobody knew. But Ananias, in the place of discernment, knew. Hallelujah. Talk about relationship choices and supernatural discernment. Joseph had decided to chase away Mary. This lady, we've never ha um, been intimate and now she's pregnant. She's lying. But the Bible says, in the dream of the night, an angel came to him and said, don't put her away. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Supernatural discernment. I will know who to trust. Hallelujah. I will not be duped. Hallelujah. It's a season of supernatural decisions. In my decisions, I am led by the Lord. Begin to pray right now. 
my relationship and in my finances, in my career, in my education. Am I to travel for that master's program or not? Am I to take that job or not? Am I to start that business or not? It's my season of the leading of the Lord in every aspect of my life. I'm Lord of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not be deceived. I will not be duped. It's my season of supernatural discernment. I walk in discernment in every aspect of my life. I walk in discernment in every aspect of my life. I know who to trust. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Matale kure I have a seen eye, seen eyes, a discerning heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not be deceived. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You know, one morning, Samuel was told of the Lord to go and anoint a new king. He went to Jesse's house for the first time. His sons lined up. All of them met the criteria. You have to bear in mind, Saul had such a charismatic appearance as well. The Bible says he, he, was, he was tall and big, you know, bigger than everybody in the city. And so that prophet went with that same perspective. And the Lord corrected him. He said, man looks on the outward appearance, but God descends, looks at the heart. Say, that's my God. Hallelujah. You will see people for the first time and know everything there is to know about them. Hallelujah. You will not be deceived. Say, that's my life. I spoke to you the last time and I said we will pray about it even more. About supernatural negotiation. You see, one thing that you can 
know the New Testament for? <laughs> it's supernatural negotiation. How that by the Spirit, strangers <laughs> became friends. It was a consistent theme. Consistent theme. Hallelujah. So, Jesus is to be born. All the inns were filled. He went to a manger. And these three wise men, who, uh, not three, these wise men, we don't know how many they were, who were not even Jews, came and found him in that manger. He didn't have to be in a top class hotel to be, to be found. The Lord led them there. So you mean that Ananias was truly meeting Saul for the first time. And through a vision, the Lord told him the street Saul was, the house on that street, he said, go to a street called Straight. There's a house in that street called the house of Judah. There's a man praying. His name is Saul. Right now he is praying. And so you say, oh, maybe Ananias had been in the Lord for a long time. But what about Saul, the new convert? The Lord told Ananias, he says, and he also has seen a man in a vision, a man named Ananias, coming to lay hands on him. New convert. Hallelujah. So by the time they met for the first time, they were already on first name basis. Ananias said, brother Saul. Brother Saul said, brother Ananias. Strangers. Glory be to God. You know, when, when I came into this city, the Lord told me the first day I was preaching that there are, peop- there are people that he had appeared to in the dream to ask them to come. I don't know if I told you this. Just three weeks ago, one of them was telling me, he said the week before I came there about, he saw in a vision I was doing some work and he was helping me. He said it was that week that he saw the flyer and saw that I was coming to Abuja. He knew exactly what it meant. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you is what happened in this Abuja church. Look at, you know, when someone sees the way we relate, they would think that this church, this particular branch is five years old. We're like family, or am I wrong? A supernatural relationship. Negotiation. That in 18 months, you guys received me even as much as the Lagos folks. That's what I'm talking about. The fact that no statistics was done here to determine how many people were following our ministry, the Lord said to come and I came. And you also came. Is what we are saying. Hallelujah. I told you the story of Cornelius also. An angel appeared to Cornelius. Say, send for Peter. He will tell you words by which you will be saved. He must have given him the address. How do I know? Because by the time Peter was done with his trance, the people from Cornelius' house were at his door, knocking. And God also knew that Peter would be reluctant to go. So he made Peter fall into a trance and was instructing him. By the time he woke up, that was the exact moment the people from Cornelius' house were at his door. And he said, there are men at your door. Follow them doubting nothing. Hallelujah. I I just wonder if, if it is possible. For you to enter a boardroom and someone you have never seen before says you look familiar. I, I, I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. Hallelujah. I, I'm just wondering. Hallelujah. Or maybe those days are past. Hallelujah. See, that's my life. Hey, so so shit is. Are you ready to pray? It's an operation of favor that strangers will treat you like family and favor you. Hallelujah. Say right now and beginning this month, the favor of the Lord functions in my life. Bringing me supernatural relationships. Bathing for me supernatural negotiations. Hallelujah! Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. The 
This month I function with favor. This month I function with favor. Favor from strangers. Favor from friends. I flow and I function in the favor of the Lord. Hey, I flow and function in the favor of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, the favor of the Lord is bringing me into relationships, supernatural associations, places that I could not get to by my own efforts. In the mighty name of Jesus, the favor of the Lord is blessed for me supernatural negotiations. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the dream of the night, people are reminded to favor me. In the mighty name of Jesus, let all teratoka baleto, e bakute kalabarute le peneto koprote, ashata la barute le peto kopre. Rata kabalonge repatuke tekepato le peneto. Rashata la bataka tokre toke le benote. Rashata le bondo cross tombreta kiba kase. La shataka balondo cross to pretekeba alunde repate kimando kopre li shataka baleto koprete rasute kepe favor 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 patele mondo se favor baleto de repahaya favor patele mo the right place the right time with the right people hey Favor, kele matakaya. Favor, kibandere batakaya. Favor, satondere bature tele batakaya. Favor, kila matakatos libalato shetele bada ratondere beleto kopretegedo. Favor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You know, you know, a friend told me a story. A guy knew how to play squash. So, he went, <laughs> may you learn to play the right sport. <laughs> so, he went and he was playing squash. And one other man came and said, ah, you play very well. I have a court in my house. That's how you know. <laughs> He said, I want to invite you over. You know, long story short, the guy, his car broke down. He was frustrated. This big man was calling him, where are you? You know, by the time he got there, after <coughs> it was radiator issue, he had to buy pure water, you know, to be pouring it in the radio, <laughs> overheating <laughs> on Third Milan Bridge. So he went there. He just broke down in the man's house and was crying. He said, I'm a graduate. I don't know what to do. My car suffering. The man just said, okay, come to my office. The man happened to be the, I don't know if I, I'm allowed to even call the name of the company, the managing director of USC Foods. You know, so he said, you know what we'll do? We'll just put you in charge of the supply of flour. <laughs> just, you know, to the tune of, I think, about 1.2 billion monthly. So, the, the guy did his market research, discovered he could supply the same thing for about 300. So, the, out of honesty, he came to the man and said, I can do this thing, 300. The man said, don't overpromise on the deliver. The man was the one telling him, don't overpromise. This other person was doing it. One by two, you are saying... Long and short. <laughs> Months later, he opened one of his accounts for my friends and showed him he had saved $8 billion. This was about 18 months after. Praise the Lord. Just by meeting somebody, he said, oh, you can play squash. Hallelujah. I, I, I really, I don't know. You know, the, 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 praise the name of the Lord. You have worked hard. 
but the favor of the Lord will speak for you. I see in a vision, there's someone here. In fact, right now, you are hopeless financially. You've, you've tried everything. You lost almost all your money March this year. And the Lord has ordered your steps here. He has ordered, and he's asking me to tell you, he has ordered your steps here to restore you. He said, everything you have lost will be restored to you sevenfold. Everything you have lost. In fact, you, you lost your car recently. He said, everything you have lost will be restored to you sevenfold. Hallelujah. Say this to me, I function in the favor of God. Say, that's my life. I bask in the favor of God. Favor of God and favor with men. Say, that's my story. Hallelujah. Say, I enter into a season of ease by the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But this month, we are also going to see the power of God manifested in our lives. You're going to see supernatural intervention. Supernatural intervention. And the things that were called impossible are made possible for you. Say so loud, amen. amen. Turn your Bibles with me. The book of Luke. Oh, thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. Hallelujah. The Lord is asking me to tell someone, he says, that thing that the doctor said your body cannot do, you will do and do and do repeatedly. So says the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. In Luke chapter 18, verse 27, the Bible says, but he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 1 verse 37. Luke chapter 1 verse 37. He says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing in this particular context the angel was telling Mary that her cousin, Elizabeth, who is of age, has just put to bed. Or has just taken in. He says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Maybe that doctor told you, your, your womb will never hold a baby. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. Maybe the doctor told you that your mind is failing. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. You know, I I see someone right now. Fear has limited you. Fear of the future. You're looking at your body and what what the limitations the doctor says. And you're like, "How, how will I have a family? How will I do it? What does the future hold for me? The Bible says, with God. Nothing shall be impossible. The other text says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Do you believe the word of God today? Hallelujah. Begin to prophesy that over your life. Prophesy that over every member of this church. The things that are impossible with men. God has made possible in my life. The things that are impossible with men. God has made possible in my life. The things that are impossible with men, God has made possible in my life. 
Mandele palaton de rebacasos. Brato creto lipa rato Zatala barate kina matele borotokos. Oh Jesus, la bataya. Hey, ayayakata la bataya. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep atale moko preteke. Pretele menekure ke ne moko tretesh. Krito ko plete kipoto ko poloteke. Bale toto ku prete kipete kito ku pretekes. Ratu tutu tetete tu kutu teke teke. Lishu tutu keteki pokute greteke. Lata kutu teki patakato. Hey! Katele poto se. Liprata pokro se ha. Hey! Tele mate kokre so sheteke patokre. Liko pretele peneto kokre patakaya. Hey! Feel free to place your hand on yourself, especially if you are sick in your body, and say the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. There is no limitation in my life, no restriction in my life. The things that are impossible with men, they are possible with me by the grace of God. They are possible in my life. The impossible is made possible in my life. Take on the river atish. Sepele poto crossesh. Talamando crosseshis. Sato pretele patokina mateketos. Kimanderu telebete kushetas. Talamande reto crossashetes. Talamande repondo crosseshetesash. Blatalamande roto crosseshetahakas. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The Lord just spoke to me right now. He told us at the beginning of the year, and let me see if you can remember. He said, this year, we will do big things and they will not be what? They will not be difficult. And he said, the reason why he has asked us, to set time aside to pray and fast in this season is to set that prophecy in motion. To set that prophecy in motion. Hallelujah. So now, he has asked me to tell you this. The dreams and the instructions that he has given you, this is the time. It is one thing to pray. It is another thing to know when to jump into the river when it is dead is another time is another thing to know. So he's asking me to tell you it's time. It's time. It's time. So in this period, as you're praying, you are discerning. Remember, the impossible is made possible. Hallelujah. Start taking definite steps. Hallelujah. Create that company. Make that investment. You are led by the Spirit of God. It's time. It's time. It's time. And I see prophetically that a lot is said to be better this month. A lot! It's time. It's time. So now that the river is dead, you have to be ready. You're going to take bold steps this month. Bold steps. Bold steps. Bold steps. He said you will do big things and they will not be difficult. It's time. It's time. It's time. The things that were impossible, that appeared hopeless before. It's time to step out in faith. It's time to step out in faith. Don't be surprised that people you thought had forgotten you will start calling you now. We start calling you and start asking, what about that investment you talked about? What about that deal you talked about? Hallelujah. It's time. It's time. Thank you, Lord. Just worship him right now. Just worship him right now. Thank you, Lord. Worship him right now. 
There is power in your name. Come on, everybody, say, Miracles happen in your name. Thank you, Lord. As we lift our voice. As we lift our voice and praise. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Do you see the miracles? There is power. There There is power in your name. Thank you, Lord. Miracles happen. Right now, Woo. come on, everybody. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Do it two more times and see the miracles happen right now. There is power. Your name, miracles happen in your name. Right now, sacred conviction. There is power. Hey, miracles happen in your name. In your name, oh. As we lift our voice, come on. As we lift our voice and pray, it's you that I see. It's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray right now that angels go forth on your behalf. They negotiate behind the scenes on your behalf. Difficult hearts are turned in your favor by the power of God. The people that your words and your intelligence could not persuade, the voice of God will persuade this month. The people that you have tried to meet, you know, someone two years ago, he called me. Reputable man, he said four times today, four times today, four different people came to ask me if, if I know you. He said, I know is the Lord, so I asked for your number and I want to meet you. I prophesy the people that you have been trying to connect to and to connect with supernaturally, they will single you out for favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the favor of the Lord be manifest in your finances. May the wisdom of the Lord preserve your relationship and your marriage. In the mighty name of Jesus. This afternoon as I prayed, the Lord spoke to me about the manipulation of the enemy. You know, Sometimes, what prayer does for you, like I said, is discernment. Some people are in the wrong relationship, only them cannot see it. Everybody is saying, can't you see? And you know, and you're like, I love him, I love her. Sometimes you know you are in the wrong relationship. Just that zeal, that confidence will come out you don't even have. This month, not only are you going to be brought into new associations... Every association that can tamper with your destiny, you are coming out of it by the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just give him thanks. Give him praise right now. Rejoice in him and be glad. Be glad right now. Be glad right now. The Bible says, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received and you shall have them. Just rejoice in Him right now. Thank Him.
Thank Him for the miracles. Thank Him for the miracles. Thank Him for the miracles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, this Sunday, first of all, please begin to package your offerings and just listen to this announcement. This Sunday, we're going to be using a different hall in this facility. First of all, because of the cooling problem. Hallelujah. And uh, that will even give us an advantage because the hall is slightly smaller. But then we have the opportunity to run two services, which, by the way, we desperately need, right? Hallelujah. So, this Sunday, we're going to be using Hall 5, all right? Um, so that we won't have to use fans. I don't know when they're going to repair this AC. So, I think throughout this month, we're going to use Hall 5, and we're going to run two services, 8 to 10 and 10 to 12. Please, I beg you, the whole purpose of what we are doing will be defeated if everybody comes by 10. Do you understand? Service normally is 8.30. So just try to come earlier. You know, um, I know some of you, you are perpetual late comers. Your, your wedding day, you might come late. So, so, so I know there's, there's a wedding. The pastor said, let's continue. He will join us. True life story. Do you understand? So, maybe, but please, um, just try to make it count. I don't even know how, is it possible to divide ourselves so that, anyways, because what if one of the services is now excessively full and then the other one is, eh? People coming from fast, you come by 10. How do you know how many they are? Uh, Anyways. Anyways, two services, that should count for something. Please, we're going to need a lot of help with setup, you know, to set up, to tear down, because we're moving our equipment there and all of that. So please bear that in mind. Hallelujah. How many of you have not bought a copy of Come to Me, maybe for any child in your life? How many of you? Don't. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I just want to encourage you. If we could give it out free, we will. <laughs> Do you understand? But I told you when we were printed, I told you how much it cost us, deep into the millions. So I want to encourage you. So one of us sent a video of her nephew. I heard the boy does not want to leave the book. He carries it to school, sleeps with it, you know, reads it all the time. I think it's a very powerful and brilliant material. So buy it for every child in your life. Thank you for doing so. Praise the Lord. All right. Please just stand to your feet as we're getting ready to close. Raise your envelopes, please. Hallelujah. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your blessing on my life. I respond with honor. I partner with this local church to grow and bless yet more lives even as I have been blessed in Jesus mighty name we've prayed say loud amen Amen. I think we should do one song let's do one song and we'll call it today alright in your name we always win
One more time, everybody, without the music, say, in your name, I always win. Thank you, Lord. Say, in your name, I have the victory over that sickness, over that lack. In your name, I will never be defeated. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, do it for the last time. With conviction. Say in your name. In your name. I always win. In your name. In your name. I have the victory. In your name. I'll never be defeated. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Oh, glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus. All right, tell with me, we serve God by His Spirit. We boast in Christ Jesus. We put no confidence in the flesh. We experience progress and joy in the faith. Because we are... Celebration Church and Christ for Christ with joy. God bless you. Join us 6 a.m. tomorrow, 12 noon tomorrow for prayer. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000. Blessings.